What's up, guys? Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Monday, June 3rd. As always, we are presented by D's Home Cuts. I am your host, Travis Karczewski, and it's just me today, uh, and we have a lot of stuff to get through. We got a lot of stuff we got to talk about, different things we got to get into, and of course, the sports, which we will always bring you uh, every single Tuesday and every single Thursday from now on out. So we'll start off with the biggest question on your mind. Where were we last week? So last week we did not produce a single episode. We did not have one thing um, uh, out there, one piece of content. The only thing you could have you know seen from us was there was one tweet where I said you know there's no episode on Tuesday, but there will be one on Thursday. And then there wasn't one on Thursday, and there was no tweets. I'm gonna put all that blame on me. That's all on my shoulders. That's my fault. I apologize. I should have kept you updated. There were a ton of things going on last week. It was a hectic week. Um, we got a new puppy. Uh, we named him Mason Crosby. We'll get to that in a second. Um, so if you can hear that, there's I'm recording this right now at around uh, 7 o'clock on Monday night so I can get this out to you in the morning. Um, but if you can hear you can probably hear him running around. Uh, he is a, like I said, we got a puppy. His name's Crosby after Mason Crosby, one of the Packers' famous kicker. And, uh, like I said, you could probably hear him up there. Um, But he is a black lab mixed with a Norwegian Alcount. He's very small, very rambunctious, very loud. Uh, So we're hoping he calms down. Uh, But before that, you're just going to have to deal with a little bit of background noise, and I apologize about that. So we were dealing with him last week. Me and my sister went down on Thursday and picked him up. And then, so that's one of the reasons why we didn't produce an episode last week. And then you have, um, I had work, I worked three days last week, Truman worked, you know, a couple days last week, so he wasn't around to get an episode out, um, so you had that, so that was another thing, and then the biggest thing of it all was my eyes were burning, so I have a very weird set of allergies, my allergies flare up usually around this time in May, and they just, my eyes just burn and they just kill me every second I have so any second of free time I have that I wasn't working that I wasn't taking care of the dog I was just laying on the couch trying to get some relief in my eyes it was killing me um and it's weird because like once you get though that pain in your eyes I just took all motivation that I have away and I just was not feeling it at all so I apologize guys no episodes last week but um, at least for the next two weeks, we will have an episode every Tuesday, every Thursday, and I'm trying to get them out in the morning, so I'm trying to maybe switch it up to recording these more at the, uh, at night, you know, on, um, recording them on Monday and Wednesday at night, so I have it to you guys first thing in the morning on Tuesday and Thursday, so you guys can have the whole day to listen to it, and, um, it just makes a lot more sense because as soon as you wake up, you know, you go to the gym, you drive to work, to school, whatever. Uh, and it makes more sense to record early so you can um, have that episode out. And, uh, you know, I could either record on Monday and Wednesday or I can record at, on at, on Tuesday and Thursday at like 5 or 4 a.m., which I'm not going to do because I'm not in school right now. And I've done that a couple times and, you know, it's a little bit difficult. The energy's not there. So, uh but from now on, for the next two weeks, at least we'll have episode every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, and you, Oh, no, next three weeks, actually. Um, because the 22nd through the 29th, we will be going on vacation. Uh, we did it last year, um, so there will be no episodes then. Uh, but 
you know, those are scheduled. They're not just like last week where I just sort of let you guys down last week. And I do apologize. And I know it sounds like I'm making a ton of excuses, and I am. There should be no excuses as to why I'm not grinding on the podcast. Uh, I need to be. Uh, we need to keep getting more episodes out so we can keep getting better and so you guys can keep getting caught up on sports. So I do apologize about that. And I promise it will not happen again um, from this point out. So I apologize. Uh, now, as far as Truman goes, next question. Truman, where is he? So he he got a job um, at Under Armour, but he's still working with my uncle. My uncle um, is building a house down in Columbus, um, and he needs a lot of help uh, with that and building that. And that's you know that's sort of at the final stages. It's in the red zone right now, being done. Um, and they're at a couple deadlines in terms of inspections and stuff. So he's been needing Truman a lot. Um, and so he hasn't been here um, the last couple of days and uh, last couple shows. Now, I'm not sure. I made a promise early on in the summer that there was going to be no more single shows. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. I, I can't make that promise anymore. But there's one thing I will promise you is that as soon as school starts, we will have me, Truman, and Johnny Glad, who's been on the podcast a couple of times, one of our um, longest recurring guests, one of the people who's appeared probably most on this show. Um, we'll be living together in a house. We'll be all living under the same roof. Um, going to school, we have a set schedule, so we should be able to consistently get a show out with at least two people. And I also have, since I got the job, I'm starting to get paid a little bit, you know, starting to get more money. Um, I'd like to invest some of that money, some of that earnings into the podcast. You know, there's a ton of things I got planned for the future, new microphones, you know, because I know there's been a lot of problems with these microphones in terms of static, in terms of not being able to use a microphone the entire time because, you know, we have three people on and one microphone for three people and it just gets confusing. And I'm trying to sort of learn everything. You know, we've been doing this for a year, but I'm still trying to learn all the tech stuff, sort of ways to cut out background noise and uh, make the podcast as a whole sound better. And I think when it sounds better, it's easier to listen to. Um, so we got a lot of plans in the future. You know, I want a new logo. I want to get more guests on. We're still at the ninth guest out of, out of 10 of our resolution. We, I have sort of an idea about how to get more guys on. Um, and it's not like I've been in contact with a couple of guys the last couple of weeks, but for some reason or another, you know, whether it's guys going to OTAs, stuff like that, or it just falls apart, we have not been able to close. And, um, which is surprising because we were closing, you know, hot and heavy early on in the year. You know, we were going a couple straight weeks where we just had consistent interviews, but we just haven't had that. We haven't had that opportunity. And, you know, part of that's probably my fault, making it a little harder for athletes to get on with our schedule. Um, in terms of, you know, when can we interview you, um, it gets a little tough. So we will get better. I think this is going to be a fantastic summer still. We're starting to get into the middle of it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So we got a lot of fun stuff planned. We're going to bring in more guests. I'm going to try harder to bring in more guests and get guys in here. I think it would be a little bit easier for guys to get in here, you know, on a Monday or Wednesday night versus a Tuesday, Thursday afternoon. So, again, I apologize um it's my fault my my mess up i should have got a couple uh, an episode out last week or i should have sent a tweet out and that's another thing i want to get the twitter a little bit more going and gotta get the instagram up so other than that though that's kind of me rambling about my plans for the future here um 
and I apologize. So let's get into sports. Let's let's stop with the sappy shit. Let's get into sports. Let's stop with you know the thought process of how to get the podcast going. Let's just do what we do best. Let's talk sports. I got the MLB draft going on live behind me. Um, so we will be bringing you updates from that. I know you guys you know don't know a lot about MLB draft. I think the MLB draft is one of the more boring drafts, if not not if not the most boring draft in almost all of sports. Um, well, it's kind of like it goes football draft, baseball draft, ba- uh, basketball draft, and the football draft's the best. NFL draft is the best. It's so hyped up. It's so huge. And then it kind of gets to the baseball, and I think we get, you know, a little bit tired out from the big, you know, press surrounding the NFL draft. You don't focus too much on the baseball draft. But also the baseball draft is on a Monday night at 8 o'clock on MLB Network. Most people aren't watching it a draft on a Monday night on MLB Network, you know, it's not prime time. And overall, none of these prospects are going to be, you know, playing for your favorite team, you know, next year or the middle of the year. These prospects at best get to the big leagues in two, three years, you know, and some of them don't even make it. So that's what makes it kind of difficult for the draft uh, and to get into it because you don't see um, instant impact that these players bring because they just cannot do it because baseball is, in my opinion, the most difficult sport. Um, But we will keep you updated on that. We're going to start with basketball, though, where we always start this time of year because the NBA Finals is going on. We are right smack in the middle of it. Drake's getting a lot of controversy right now. Um, The Raptors won game one. Steph Curry um, spent the entire night in the toilet last night. Boogie Cousins came back, was absolutely dominant for a stretch there, and the series is now tied one to one. So we didn't get an episode out last week, so we didn't get to live in that world where the Raptors were up one nothing on the Warriors. We didn't get to talk about that, um, but they did get Game One. The Raptors at home, uh, Kevin Durant is still not playing. And Drake is all over the sidelines, and he is not letting the Warriors hear the end of it. He's trying to be like Spike Lee. He's trying to get, but he's trying to be like a more annoying version of Spike Lee. Like, you can like the Raptors all you want and all this stuff. You can hate the Warriors all you want. But we can all agree that Drake is just sort of annoying. Like, he's just trying to be this, like, super fan and all this. Try to reverse the Drake curse. And he's just, he's just trying too hard. You know what I mean? It's just kind of annoying. Um, but he's still there. You know, I saw he picked off like a piece of lint off Steph Curry's hair and they put it on eBay. And like, I saw the bidding was up to like 3000. I don't know where it's sold or if it did sell, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, he's all over. He's wearing the different outfits. Like last night he wore the McKelly call McCawkin. I don't know what his last, what his name is from home alone. He wore him on his sweatshirt last night. Didn't really make sense because then he wrote the word Kevin under it. But in the movie, uh, McKelly Cock and whatever his, whatever his name is, uh, doesn't actually say that line. So it doesn't make sense. And he's just, I don't know, he's just trying too hard. But this is actually a pretty entertaining finals. Like last night was a lot of fun. Um, you know, Steph Curry wasn't playing well. The Warriors weren't playing well. Um, like they were in game one. They just did not play well. They weren't making their shots. Um, Clay Thompson goes out with an injury. I think that's going to be a killer injury for the Warriors for this season, for the rest of these playoffs. Um, Because I think Klay Thompson's the heart and soul of that team. Um, Now, I'm not sure when they're getting Kevin Durant back. I haven't heard anything about Kevin Durant when he's coming back. I know he's itching to get back. Uh, 
to stop all this talk about all these, you know, the Warriors are better without Kevin Durant and all this stuff. But yeah, the Warriors, they weren't shooting well again last night early on. But then they did what the Warriors do, and they just turn it on. And when they turn it on, they cannot be stopped. And this is where Steve Kerr's ability as a head coach really comes into play. This is why I think Steve Kerr is one of the best coaches in the NBA of all time, in my opinion. Um, he took, you know, Boogie Cousins, who's still coming off injuries. He, you know, has absolute uh, superstar last night. He was an absolute stud. Um, he put up, you know, I think a couple points. He had a stretch there where he was just absolutely dominant. He looked like the old Sacramento Kings, uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Then they had, you know, Andrew Bogut, who was basically, you know, on the street playing in Australia for the last couple of months. They signed him. He came down the stretch there, had a couple of huge shots. Iguodala hit a bunch of big shots. And it was just a great game for the Warriors. They came back and they fired it out. They were down 10 at one point, but they came back and were absolutely amazing. Absolutely on fire. So that was a great game. And that's what the Warriors do to you. And I saw, you know, I think it was Richard Jefferson's tweet, and it was like, you know, the Warriors are, this was a couple games ago, said like the Warriors are down 17, but they'll still win. And it's true. No matter what type of lead you have, I mean, it looked like last night, like the Raptors had the Warriors on the ropes. But at the end of the day, the Raptors just couldn't hold it because we go back to this point. You can have a 100-point lead almost going into like the third, fourth quarter, and if the Warriors get hot and they start shooting, it's over. You cannot stop it. And teams have tried. Teams have failed multiple, multiple times. And I just think the Warriors are just too good for the Raptors. I mean, I like the Raptors a lot. Kawhi Leonard is one of my favorite players, and he just can't put it. To, he just can't put it together and hold it together by himself for this long. Like, yeah, Siakam and Lowry are nice players, but he really needs like one or two more superstar caliber players to really make a dent at these Warriors and, you know, create some noise. And we saw it again last night. Like I said, they had the Warriors on the ropes and they just couldn't close it out for whatever reason. It's so difficult to beat the Warriors. And now it goes back to Oracle. It goes back to home um, where they're comfortable. They're absolutely dominant at home. They're in front of their fans. And I mean, yeah, their fans aren't that passionate at all. I don't I think most of them are front runners, but still, there's something about being at the being in the finals at home. It just comforts you, and uh, I think it's going to be you know a pretty quick series from here on out. I think the Warriors go on and win it in five, um, which would you know answer and give a lot of analysts you know some credit because a lot of them probably would have guessed that Warriors in five, but. We will see though, because Clay Thompson is now out. He sprained his hamstring. Um, going off of that um, shot and he comes down really awkwardly he tries in my opinion it looked like he tried to get a foul do like the landing spot foul that we talked about a couple shows ago um and that came back to bite him in the ass and he ends up getting hurt which sucks because i like clay thompson i think clay thompson's a fun player to watch i think he's you know the epitome of why the warriors work him and draymond i think are the epitome of why the warriors work so well um because they just do what they are out there to do, and they do it so well. Um, so without Clay Thompson, I mean, you lose that spot-up quick shooter, and then you lose your first or even your second best, if you give Draymond the first, best defender on the court. And, you know, Steph Curry, we've seen it multiple times. When they have to play a good guard like Lowry, um, 
they usually give Klay Thompson the best guard because Steph Curry's just not as good as defense at defense as Klay Thompson. So it's going to be an interesting series. I mean, without Klay, I think that adds another ripple into it. And then we just got to look and see, you know, when is Kevin Durant coming back? Because I haven't heard anything yet. I'm not sure when or, you know, he was there last night I saw. So I'm not really sure when or where he plans on coming back. You know, obviously he is an absolute problem when he is healthy and he is on the court. He's the best basketball player in the world right now. So they could obviously use him. I mean, I still think they could win this series without him. Um, I don't think that's, uh, you know, much of a shock to say that. But... You know, I think a lot of people are talking about that now. But still, um, they obviously could use him. And I think without Klay Thompson and, you know, banged up Steph Curry, who's always banged up, um, you know, a banged up DeMarcus Cousins, who's still coming back, um, they could obviously use him. I mean, and, and Andre Iguodala is still banged up as well. Um, so this team, you know, isn't fully healthy. I don't think this is the best Warriors team we've seen the last couple of years. Um, I don't think this is the best they've ever come out and played. But they're still going to win this finals, in my opinion. I truly still believe that. And I don't think anybody else is going to deny that. Um, but again, next game is Wednesday at 8 p.m. We will certainly be tuning in. Um, and, you know, we'll do a little hockey update right now. I know, you know I was like, whoa, Travis Karczewski's talking a little hockey right now? Yeah, I mean, I know right now the series is 2-1 in favor of the Bruins. Game four is coming on tonight, and it's actually it's actually on in about 20 minutes, so I will be turning it on here. I watched the other game, though, on Monday, um, and it was an absolute ass-kicking by the Bruins. 7-3 to three, um, over the Blues, and I'm not really sure how the Blues bounce back from that, but what I've heard is that the Blues actually bounce back pretty well from losses. Um, so we'll see. You know, Maybe they can get a win tonight. That would be huge for them. Um, but, yeah. That's my hockey talk. That's hockey talk with Travis Karcheski. I'm hoping to grow that a little bit more. I'd like to, you know, learn more about hockey um, and get these boys on again. You know, George, Bailey, and Josh to help us uh, to help teach us the wonderful game that is NHL hockey. So let's move on now to some football. We got some a lot of stuff to talk about with that. Um, but before that, these home cuts, guys. These Home Cuts is the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price. For only $7, these Home Cuts will provide you with professional um, haircuts, and it's the cheapest cut you'll find everywhere. Um, these Home Cuts, $7. All you got to do is you know walk in there, send him an appointment directly from his bio uh, at these Home Cuts on Instagram. And while you're there, if you're a little nervous, go check out his Instagram anyways at these Home Cuts. You'll see a million videos of a bunch of cuts he's done. Um, he cuts my hair. He cuts Truman's hair. He cuts 90% of the guests we've had on the show. He has cut their hair um, consistently. So go check him out, Deese Home Cuts. It's a growing business. It's a growing brand. Uh, we're, he's been here since the beginning helping us to expand our podcast, and we're helping him to expand his haircut business. So go ahead and check him out at these Home Cuts. Um, you know, you're not going to regret it. Why would you, why would you pay, you know, 25 to 30 dollars at a great clips i don't know i haven't been in great clips in a while i don't really know how much they cost why would you pay any more than over seven dollars to get a worse haircut it would make absolutely no sense so go to these um and check them out like i said you just set up an appointment directly in his bio and then all you got to do is drive to his house get sit in the nice comfortable barber's chair professional barber's chair he uses professional equipment and he gives you a professional cut 
at a cheap price for only $7, but it's not a cheap haircut. Like I said, it's professional cut, and you enjoy some great conversation. You can play video games while you're doing it. He's got the TV set up, play some great music for you, whatever you want, whatever you need. These Home Cuts is constantly striving to provide its clients with the best possible cuts possible as he can in you know the world, basically. So go ahead and check him out at These Home Cuts. Trust me, you will not regret it, guys. Let's move on now to football. We have a little bit of D-line drama the last couple of days. Um, actually, going on the last couple of hours here. Uh, we'll start with the Buccaneers. They, As we know, they let go of Gerald McCoy. They needed somebody to fill that void, so they went and signed Nadamik and Sue. Um, and then they went ahead and gave Nadamik and Sue um, Gerald McCoy's number of 93. Then today, about a couple hours ago, the news broke that Gerald McCoy has signed with the Carolina Panthers. He now joins um, Kawan Short, Don Terry Poe, to form a pretty big, beefy front core of guys. Now, I'm going to break this down for you a little bit. Alright? So, the Buccaneers getting rid of Gerald McCoy made sense to me. You know, you're, you don't want to pay his big contract anymore. And he has been producing, but he hasn't been producing to the level that he was a year ago. He's out of his prime. He's on his you know downturn of his career. Um, but for six seasons at least, you know he made six Pro Bowls, he gave you some of the best defensive line play. He was a great for the community, all of this. So cutting him like that, you know, I'm not sure if it was mutual or not, but to me it seems kind of like a slight and like kind of like a dumb, disrespectful decision to one of your franchise's greatest players. Um, and you get rid of him, right? Though I understand it because you want to save the money, and he just hasn't been, you know, as productive as he was in the last couple of years. And you're paying him like a guy that should be, you know, one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL. And he hasn't been the last couple of seasons. And you know, he was at once, but just not anymore. And when you gave him that big contract at first, it made sense. Um, but you get rid of him, right? It's too much money. But then you go and you bring in a guy like Ndamukong and Sue, who is as expensive, probably going to give you the same, if not the a little bit less of production than what Gerald McCoy has given you. He is a locker room headache. Um, multiple times, you know, people have said, you know, he's been a problem. I mean, he went to Miami, basically stole money from Miami, and then went and signed a huge one-year deal with the Rams. And you know, outside of the Super Bowl, he was not much of a factor. I'll give him that in the Super Bowl. He looked absolutely dominant. Um, he looked like the old Detroit Lions top 10 pick in the Dominican Sioux that we all know and we all hate um, just because how good he is and how much weight he can push around. But you get rid of him, you bring in him, and you get rid of Jared McCoy, who is you know a great guy for your community. Fans love him. Um, and he costs about the same. And he's going to give you the same amount of production. Um, so it's a good deal for the Panthers, I think. Uh, I know the Ravens and the Browns are probably pissed they didn't get a deal done. I guess Cam Newton was big in his recruiting, and I think the factor that he gets to play the Buccaneers two times a year makes a lot of sense as to why he went there. I mean, they're playing him week three. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a fun couple of days here for the uh, – fun couple of months, actually, for the Panthers because they're going to get to see Gerald McCoy angry. I think – when a player plays, you know, a bunch of years and a bunch of years at a high level at a certain place for, you know, the same amount of time, I think like McCarthy with the Packers, it grows stale. You know, I'm not saying he doesn't work hard, but I'm just saying, you know, 
it just grows a little stale. And I think getting a breath of fresh air, being able to stretch your legs out, becoming, you know, one of the best, uh, you know, one of the most highly touted free agents, I think that gives your your motivation, your heart, a little bit of a jump start, and you get back to where you were. So I think we're going to see a huge, huge improvement from Gerald McCoy this season, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, as far as Adama Kitsu goes, I mean, this is his fourth team in his career, his short career so far up to this point. Short by, you know, my standards as an elite player should be. Um, and, I mean, to me, I don't really um, – like Nadal Kinsu, I fully support a player's decision to go wherever he can get paid the most. I think that makes sense. You know, it's his career. It's his money. You know, in my opinion, uh, the owner would be quick to get rid of him if, you know, the opportunity arose if you wanted to get rid of him. And as far as, like I said with Mike Trout, it's just go get as most, as most uh, money as you can in your short career. Because NFL careers aren't that long. And once you get out, you know, Sometimes I can be hard-pressed to find a career. So, speaking of the Buccaneers, though, we're going to go ahead and do our season review for them. Uh, we haven't done it. We didn't do it last week. So we didn't do a show last week. But uh, we are going to provide you with another uh, edition of off-season review, Tampa Bay Buccaneers edition. So, let's go back to last year. Last year started off pretty hot for the Buccaneers. Uh, Dirk Cutter was their coach. One of the, uh, you know, coaches that were probably on the hot seat going into the season. And I think a lot of people, uh, you know, kind of assumed he'd be fired if he didn't turn it around. And Jameis Winston's suspension early on, four games, that killed them. That was supposed to kill them. But they had a little guy by the name of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic was fully in tune and they started the season, I think, 3-1. and one, And he was absolutely on fire. Then he started to fall apart, and they got to the bye week, and they put Jameis back in, and they ended up with a season of 5-11, and 11. and it wasn't great, it was ugly, and at the end of the season, after the smoke cleared, Dirk Cutter was fired, and they needed a new coach. So what'd they do? They went out, and they got two new coordinators and a head coach by the name of Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians has been around the block a lot of times. He was great with the Cardinals, decided to retire. Um, I think Bruce Arians, you can fully credit him in sort of extending Carson Palmer's career uh, and taking the Cardinals much higher than what they should be. So they got a very good coach to come out of retirement. Then they got Byron Lefwich, um, who comes over from the Cardinals, I believe, Um if I can remember, let me see here. I'm going to look him up real quick. Byron Leftwich. Uh, no, where did he come from? Yeah, yeah. Byron Leftwich comes over from the Cardinals. Uh, he's going to be their offensive coordinator now. Um, and then they got Todd Bowles as their defensive coordinator. Todd Bowles, you know, obviously coming over from the Jets, the head coach over there. I'm a big fan of, you know, when you need a coordinator, you go after a coach that got fired. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, in my opinion, that's what I would do. Um, so I think that hiring is going to help them. Because um, I think when a coach gets fired, again, it's like Gerald McCoy getting cut. It gives them motivation and it gets them, you know, this sort of chip on their shoulder. And you can run into problems where, you know, a coordinator who was a head coach gets pissed at the new head coach. Um because he believes he has, he should have more power than what he has, and 
you know, it can create some problems there. But Bruce Arians is a veteran head coach. He knows what he's doing. He's respected. And I don't think Topples is going to run into much of a problem there. But then they had a pretty interesting offseason. Again, they got rid of Gerald McCoy. We went over that. They got rid of Fitzpatrick. Uh, they got rid of, they lost Adam Humphreys. Uh, they lost their kicker, Kyrie Santos. They lost Vinny Curry. They lost uh, Jason Pierre-Paul for a couple of games due to an injury. And they lost Kwan Alexander. And uh, they lost, there was one more guy I wanted to talk about that they lost. Um, and they're get oh, they didn't lose him, but they're getting a new punter. So that's another thing to watch for. Special teams is sort of being blown up. But they did, you know, sign some decent free agents. Like I said, they did get Ndamukong and Sue. They brought in Blaine Gabbert for a backup. They got Brashawn Perryman, um, a former first-round pick, Brashawn Perryman, to replace the Deshaun Jackson, who they also lost. Um, Perryman sort of, you know, was a bust, I think, coming into Baltimore. But he had a decent career with the Browns. You know, after he got cut, he played a couple games and he had a couple big catches. So maybe, you know, the fresh start's going to be good for Brashawn Perryman. He has the talent. He just got to put it together. Um, and then they got Earl Watford, who is Watford, who was formerly from the Cardinals, but he's a starting guard. That's going to help them a lot. Um, they brought in Philip Anderson for a kicker. Um, their punter. Let me see here. Uh, they don't have. I mean, where's their punter at? I'm looking at a website right now. I don't, I'm not really seeing it. Oh, Bradley Pinonen. I don't know who he was with the 49ers. Whatever. Why are we talking punters here? Um, but then their defensive line has pretty much stayed the same. And they got Shaquille Barrett, who's actually a big deal. Um, a couple years ago, first-round draft pick from the Broncos. Then they got Deion Buchanan, first-round draft pick from the for the Cardinals, a lot of experience with Bruce Arians there. That's going to help them out a lot. Um, he is sort of, if you remember Deion Buchanan, he's sort of a safety linebacker hybrid. He's one of the first, in my opinion, guys to ever really do it, to sort of lead that charge. Um, and the best years of his career were in Arizona with uh, our boy Bruce Arians. So watch that. Make sure you watch that. Um, and they did something. Uh, they got Zach Triner. Zach Triner, if you remember, the second guest we've ever had on the show was very cool to us. They signed him, and he has no competition right now, I think, in camp. So basically, he is going to get that job. So that's going to be sweet to see Zach Triner onto the field. Again, every single guy we've interviewed, besides Joe Hawley, who's retired, has a job in the NFL. And you look, Ryan Griffin has a job as well. Um, so... He signed back with the Buccaneers as well. So that is the offseason for them. Um, and then they had a pretty interesting draft. They went out and they had a top five pick, number five overall. And Josh Allen was on the board. A lot of big names were on the board. But they didn't listen to that. And they took Devin White, who I think was their guy from the beginning. He instantly replaces Quan Alexander. And he instantly gives Todd Bowles an explosive, strong powerful athletic linebacker that would be perfect for today's nfl um i mean he was the life blood for the lsu defense for the last couple years and now he's coming to tampa bay to run that defense that's going to be huge for them um and they didn't you know they didn't do much outside of him in terms of notable people that you know the average nfl fan might know um they did take a punter though um not a punter a kicker matt gay from utah if you remember him he i think he won the award for best kicker in the nation. I don't know. Utah had some, surprisingly, Utah had some pretty good special teams last year. 
Um, I'm trying to look through here. Second round, they took Sean Bunting from Central Michigan. Uh, that's not really, you know, that was kind of a surprise to sort of reach for him. And then third round, they took a corner from Auburn. And third, and also they took a safety from Kentucky. So they took, let me see, did they take any more? So they took a lot of secondary help because they need a lot of secondary help because right now their secondary um, is comprised of Carlton Davis, who was a rookie last year who didn't show out. Um, Vernon Hargraves is their two corners right now. And Hargraves really hasn't become what they thought he would be. And then their safeties are Jordan Whitehead and Justin Evans. Both, you know, players who were drafted, you know, Jordan Whitehead was drafted last year from Pittsburgh in the fourth round. And then Justin Evans, you know, he was a second-round pick in 2017. He just needs to put it together as well. So as far as the Buccaneers go this season, it's going to rely, I think, this biggest storyline, the biggest thing you're going to watch is how does Jameis Winston play. This is going to be Jameis Winston's last year of his rookie contract with the Buccaneers. He is going to have to play hard to get that second deal. And uh, he's going to have to play really well. I mean, he has shown that he can be a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. He's just got to eliminate the mistakes, got to eliminate the stuff off the field. I don't think he's that great of a leader, but I honestly don't think you need to be. Just sit to the side, do your thing, be a quiet leader in the locker room, and you will find success. And if he does that and he gets that second deal, I think the Buccaneers could go as high as he goes. I think that's the biggest thing with Jameis Winston. I think this team is as good as he's playing. So we got to watch for that. We got to make sure um, Jameis Winston's playing well. And if he is, the Buccaneers will be good. If he's not, I think they'll slowly start to fall um, and get back to where they were. And on my opinion, my humble opinion, you know, I hate to do this to the guy. I just don't trust Jameis Winston. I don't think he's that good. I think he's sort of a bust, in my opinion. I don't even think he should have made the Pro Bowl a couple years ago. I think that was a little um, of a hype vote in. Um, so as far as the Buccaneers go, what were they last year? I already said it. They were... Th- uh, hold on one second. Buccaneers last year were 5-11. and I would say they go 6-10. and I think they are a little bit better. Um, I think Bruce Arians helps that out a lot. I don't think, I don't think they'll get better because of Jameis Winston. I think they'll be better because they'll have a better defense. I trust Todd Bowles as a defensive coordinator. He's got Devin White now, somebody to play with, and Bruce Arians. I think the coaching staff is going to make this team better um, than the talent level that it has. So that's certainly something to watch for, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, to see how Jameis Winston does with the pressure. Does he crack, does he fold, or does he rise to the occasion? You know, I'm looking for him to prove me wrong is basically what I'm telling you. Um, so make sure you watch out for that. But that's for the Buccaneers, 6-10. and 10. Um, And I got you – know, people asked me the other day, you know, are you keeping track of your predictions? No, we're not. We're just spitting them out, and it could be completely wrong. Um, but who cares? We're, we're just here. We're a podcast. We're grinding it out. Um, we don't have the stats department to keep track of our stuff there. So, um, if you're giving, if you're sliding in the, the Twitter DMs talking about how, you know, that doesn't work out in terms of how the records go or, you know, you were wrong, you know, I'm sorry, but we don't have, we can't keep track of all that. Uh, but let's move on now to baseball here. Um, like I said, baseball drafts going on right now. Um, the first pick. See, I wanted to have Spencer in here, my cousin. He follows up on a lot of this. I wanted to kind of get him in here because he you know, knows a lot about baseball and the draft. But they took 
I think number one overall was the Orioles, and they took a catcher from Oregon State. Uh, I can't remember his name, but second pick was the Royals, and they took Bobby Witt Jr., um, who I actually knew a lot. He's Gatorade Player of the Year from high school, and that's going to be interesting. Um, yeah, I, I can't find it right now. If I see it, I'll let you know. Um, but that's pretty much, honestly, all I had really for baseball. I mean, we'll talk. I think we'll do a nice little recap show of the draft after it's all said and done. Because there's some players in here I wanted to you know, watch and see where they get drafted. So I'll definitely keep you updated on that. Uh, oh, the first pick was Adley Rutschman. Uh, catcher from Oregon State, yeah. So sorry about that. But it's also like, okay, it's baseball. It's a baseball draft, you know. I don't really care about these players for at least another year or two. So I honestly will keep you updated on that, though, if something happens you know, from now until the end of the show. Um, but we will watch that. As far as everything else goes, that's our baseball, that's our football, that's our basketball talk. We had a little bit of hockey in there. I want to get into a little bit of boxing. We don't talk boxing much on this show. But Saturday night... And I think the last couple of nights, honestly, last couple of Saturday nights, boxing is sort of making a comeback in the sports world. It's becoming, you know, very, very covered, very um, tantalizing. That's a great word, tantalizing. Um, over the last couple of weekends, because you know you had Dante Wilder absolutely knock out his opponent the other weekend, and this Saturday, this last Saturday, you had Anthony Ruiz knocking out. Uh, Joshua, what's his name? I'm a little discombobulated here. So I'm trying to watch this draft, and it's kind of hard to watch a draft and focus on that. But let me see here. Um, if it loads. Let me see here. I, I want to learn more about boxing. I just haven't yet. Where's it at here? Um... Uh, this is terrible, terrible radio. But Anthony Uriz, is it Anthony Joshua? Why can't I remember his first name? I swear I'll look it up right now. Anthony. Anthony Joshua. Yeah, versus Anthony Ruiz. Sorry, the two Anthonys screwed me up. That's my fault. Um, but, yeah, uh, those two were fighting on Saturday. And if you don't know, you've probably seen it. Anthony Ruiz is... A, looks out of shape. He's got a lot of fat on him. He looks like your average dad at the local rec center working out with his shirt off. Um, and then you have Anthony Joshua, who is a gold medal, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, straight up ripped, straight up sculpted by the gods. Anthony Joshua, Olympic boxer, has been a boxer the last couple of years, undefeated, and well on his way to beating, to fighting Deontay Wilder in the title fight. That was the plan, you know. Get through Anthony Ruiz and, you know, 2020, you can fight Deontay Wilder and for your belt. And that was the plan. And they had a boxer lined up. I forget his name. They had somebody lined up to fight him, but he dropped out. So Anthony Ruiz comes in, and he DMs the promoter for this fight over Instagram. It goes down in the DMs, and he shoots his shot. And he asked to fight. And they grant him the fight. And most people didn't expect him to win. Obviously, if you're looking at these two side by side, you're not expecting Anthony Ruiz to win. He is not the classic, you know, good old boy boxer. He's not, you know, ripped. He doesn't have a six-pack. He is fat. He's got flub everywhere. Um, 
but he does have a strong right hand. He's got some fast, quick hands. And he came out and he absolutely dominated Anthony Joshua from the beginning to the end. And he ended up knocking out Anthony Joshua and winning the title fight. He's got to defend it. Most people don't predict him to defend it and win. But it is a big day for fat people all around America. For people who look at these boxers and think, you know, oh, I'll never be able to do that because they are, you know, sculpted, straight up ripped. And it just takes too much time and energy to get the way that they are in terms of, you know, speed and athleticism and physique. But Anthony Ruiz ripped all of that down. He ripped all that doubt away. And he showed us that any guy on any given night can come out there and be the heavyweight uh, heavyweight champion of the world. So that was a great story Saturday night. A lot of people were saying it's some people, not a lot. Some people were saying maybe it was fixed to try to get more buzz going on hot, uh, boxing. But if that's fixed, I mean, I don't really care. That was a lot of fun and it was unexpected and it was a great night for boxing. So that's it for our show today. We want to thank you for listening. Thank you to our sponsor, D's Home Cuts. Uh, we ask that you go into iTunes, give us five stars, rate, reviews, and subscribe, um, as well as Spotify and YouTube do the same thing. Although I don't really think I'm going to be posting anymore on YouTube. So scratch YouTube. Um, YouTube, uh, maybe we'll do interviews on YouTube, but I don't think we're going to do full episodes on YouTube anymore. Because it takes a lot of time to get it on there, and it ends up with one or two views, whereas the audio is our main, you know, ticket. That's where we get all of our views pretty much from. And um, I think it'd be nice. It's a little easier to tell people just go to YouTube. But when we have interviews, that's when people really come up to us and ask to listen to it. Um, so maybe we'll just post it for there. Maybe we, we will post on YouTube. I'll keep you updated on that. But as far as we go right now, we are not posting anymore on YouTube. Um, follow us also on Twitter at TND Sports Talk 1 2. I want to get a little bit more consistent with the tweeting. Um, send us questions, comments, concerns. If you want to be a guest, if you have ideas for the show, whatever, send us it over our DMs. We will answer back right away, usually. And we also follow you back. So, other than that, though, that's our show today. We want to thank you for listening. Uh, I do apologize again. I can't apologize enough for last week. That's my fault. Uh, it won't happen again. Uh, without an update at least, Uh, so that's my fault, but we thank you for listening, and uh, can't wait for you to see what we have in the future for you, because it's going to be a fun couple of months, we're going to grow this thing, it's just, we're just going to pull this up by our bootstraps to continue to grow and thrive, and hopefully you stay on right now, because this thing's about to explode, and I cannot wait for you to to witness, and you're going to be able to say, when you're 30 years down the line and your kids are listening to us, you know, everybody's listening to us. You'll be able to say I was a part of the original, you know, cast of listeners. You know, I was listening before they really started to blow up. Um, So stay on for that. It's going to be a lot of fun the next couple of months. It's going to be a wild ride and we're continuing to rise from here. Um, But other than that, though, have a great day and tune in on Thursday. We'll give you a full uh, NBA Finals breakdown over Wednesday night's game. And we will talk about hockey again, and we'll do some more off-season reviews. So tune in on Thursday, guys. Thanks.